Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I am your host, Aida, founder of Unlimited Brands in Lifestyle Clothing Line. And I'm your co-host, Simone, a content creator and founder of Meal Prep Venues. Every Thursday, we talk about something new, something fun, something practical or inspiring. We like to keep it real, relatable, relevant, and above all, unscripted. So turn up the volume on your drive to work or grab your glass of wine, sit back and enjoy the show. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Unscripted Podcast. And today we actually have a couple of folks on the show with us. You may have seen from some hints on the, on our Instagram page, but today we have <laughs> it. I actually a part of me just wants to give like a mini intro of how I met you. Um, yeah, go but, for it. But Kate <laughs> and Alex Watson on the show. But today's the first time that I'm actually meeting Alex. But mm-hmm. Kate, I met her at a Beauty Boost event a couple years ago. <laughs> can't believe it's been a couple of years, first of I all. I can't either. Time flies. <laughs> COVID years were just weird. <laughs> yeah, very weird. It's like one of those where you, we just cancel out that year because it just, when you start to do your math in your head, it just doesn't make any more sense. So, the math is not yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time war. Exactly. Yeah. But I feel like one of the things that resonated a lot with me, it was just how friendly you were. Because I was, it was my very first event and I felt a little overwhelmed. I'm a social person, but for whatever reason, maybe because I was promoting my business and it just felt like, you know, like a different space to really talk about what I do, that I was like, you know, I was a little shy, but you came, you were asking about the products and stuff. And obviously you bought a shirt. Um, and I'm so happy to hear that you still wear it. Um, All the time. <laughs> but I've been following you since then. And not to give too much away, because I want you guys to introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about you. You essentially went on a major life event change, however you want to call it. So be- again, without giving too much away, Alex, Kate, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thanks for here. being here yes again we have been wanting to have you on the show you've been on an incredible journey traveling the world but could you please just share a little bit about yourselves um, for our audience well um... <laughs> you want to go first <laughs> go ahead. Uh, okay well so I'm Kate or as a lot of my friends or friends boyfriends know me as optimistic Kate on Instagram <laughs> which probably explains why I was so happy to go up and talk to you <laughs> makes um, sense <laughs> yeah and then this is my husband Alex um yeah and part of what we did was uh more or less quit our jobs sold everything and uh decided to travel around the world for uh quite a few months almost a year a so, little over nine yeah. months yeah okay Pretty so wild but <laughs> that is wild and before we dive into that so I'm a sucker for like love stories okay so I kind of want to know, like, how did you meet? Because obviously, you know, you get along so well that you're literally traveling the world, you know, like it's, oh. to travel the world yeah. by yourself is already complex. To travel mm-hmm. with someone else that may not always have the same things, interests and all of that mm-hmm. together. That's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. But like, how did you meet? I'm curious. So and how have you been married? We met in college um, just through mutual friends at basically hanging out together at a party and uh yeah well so yeah we actually 
funny thing is that uh, same person who we went to, they met their husband at that same party too. So <laughs> two people met their husbands so at the party. It was a very good birthday party. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so that yeah, we met awesome. in college. Um, yeah. And then we've been together now for uh, how many years? Maybe about 13. Married 13? for a little over 10, little over 10, 10 and a half. This was kind of our uh, 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Too, so. We like to joke that we, well, Alex likes to joke that we got married when we were 12 because we look younger <laughs> and people can't, they can't believe when we tell them we've been married 10 years, but that's seriously. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you. If you're okay to share your age, because people can't see you and they don't know you. Like yeah. we do. So to say you've like literally got rid of all your stuff. It's not like you're 22 years old, right? Oh, not correct. Like, yeah, no, we're, got a room yeah, we're, we're 35. Yeah, we're we, both 35. We turned 35 while we were traveling, both of us. So, mm. so we oh had a whole gosh. decade together where we were gathering things, and then we had one year where we were getting rid of things. <laughs> and that was <laughs> a year, probably. So we kind of had a plan to do something like this for a long, long time anyway. Yeah. Basically, early on. So we've just been more or less saving up for it for a long time, not just or to do it for one year, but to give us the flexibility to do it even in the future too, if we want to. So, and then yes. COVID, kind which of, we will, we will. Yeah. I think COVID kind of made it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Sorry and, about that. And, no, you're okay. You're okay. Um, we got the dog back. <laughs> it's the best thing <laughs> we missed her the most. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> I, okay. So yes, this, I need to give a little backpedal here, Ada. So okay. at dinner tonight, we eat really early because obviously we have a toddler and I was like talking about this episode that we're recording with you guys because obviously, like I said, before we press record, I am like peeing my pants excited about this and <laughs> that's how excited I am. Like I've been thinking about like kind of getting nervous all day. Love it. And my husband, literal words out of his mouth. I mean, this, this podcast been going for over a year. He's like, oh yeah, I'd listen to that one. I'm like what? So you listen to none others, but you're going to listen to this one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. The question was, do they have kids? And I was like, no, I don't even know if they have animals. I need to ask if they have animals. Mm -hmm. Okay, you had a dog. Who yes. looked after dog for you while you were away? Uh, my parents did. Oh. Thank God, because they love her just <laughs> yeah. as much as she loves them. And I don't know if we would have been able to be on this journey without them. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. worked out well. We watched our baby. Yeah. Yeah, and we actually named her Capri over our honeymoon, like, favorite destination. We watched the island of Capri, which we also would highly recommend to everybody going to Italy. <laughs> That's yes. so sweet. That's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. So how long did it take you guys to plan? Like, did you have a set number in mind? Like, how did you organize yourselves during the amount of time that it was mm. to make oh, all so those decisions and be ready to go? So saving up for it, we basically put ourselves in a system more or less where we were saving, looking to save at least one of our incomes the entire time we've been married. Basically we've been doing at least, at least that um, more or less to give us flexibility to, to do something like this, or just in case, even in case like one of us loses our jobs or something like that, just yeah. so we have a lot more flexibility. I mean, luckily and we're for future like retirement too. Yeah. Luckily we're both really budget-minded people. So I think mm. that works a lot in the favor of I'm not going like I'm the social one of the relationship, but I so I go out all the time with my friends. And I, instead of buying, you know, a few drinks out at bars, I might get one and then get a water, kind of baby my drink for a bit, like, or I'll get the ones that are maybe not as good tasting, but just you know. Just being <laughs> Uh, conscious of spending less than you bring in a yes. lot of times and way right. below your right yeah. 
it's huge. It all adds up. For so sure. doing that for basically 10 years, we got to a place where we were, we were very confident that we could let go of our long careers because we've been working for 10 yeah. years in the same career, basically. And we ended up loving, like, I loved my last job that I did yeah. so I loved much. my job, too. Yeah, so it, it was, wasn't like we necessarily hated our jobs or anything. Yeah, it's, it was so a very difficult thing. Did you take a year, like, off or you just quit? Like, have you come back to something? We, we both mm-hmm. can't. We both oh didn't gosh. have a leave, but we both left on very good terms. Yeah, we both so quit. they both would love to have us back <laughs> if they have an open position or anything. So okay, yeah, so you quit. didn't burn any bridges. You didn't no, burn no, any bridges. No, no. And... <laughs> wow, no, this is. So if you do do this, yeah. number one advice: save up as much income as you can for a long period of time, and then also, yeah, do not burn any bridges. So because you never know, you might have to go yeah. back or you might want to. So. But also the risk is so outweighs yeah. any kind of yeah. issue you think in your head. I mean, it's, it's a journey. It's, it's something that if you do it in your lifetime, I mean, we'll I, never forget it. I will say <laughs> quitting because I, I worked at um, the place I worked at for over 10 years since I was in school. Mm-hmm. So like I worked wow. there during school too. So um quitting there was like the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. I actually had to press the send button on his notice yeah but it was oh something my that I, was, I wanted to do like I yeah I was convincing her to do it too probably more than she was convincing me and she's yeah. like the outgoing and ambitious one we both really wanted to so a little bit of a background so. real quick we did travel every year to a new country or a couple countries every single year we'd take yeah. one big trip or one or two trips mm-hmm. so this was something that we'd already been a little bit experienced with international travel and we just knew you know let's get the ball rolling we really want to do this full time because COVID happened I got a traveling job I was going around the country I added up a lot of hotel points airline points and then we kind of were like wow I think we can do this yeah and I would (laughs) also recommend don't go in uh jump in completely without having traveling before so Take yeah. take your time. Do a couple yeah. couple years where you take a week or two to travel internationally. See how you like what you prefer and everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe you prefer Europe or something, and you just want to stick to that. Or maybe you want to dive into something like Southeast, Southeast Asia, Asia or something like oh, that. So. Love Asia. Or maybe <laughs> you like everything. That... I want to go everywhere. So yeah, that's okay. Tell us. Obviously, you can't go through your entire itinerary, but where did you go? Where? Did, how did you spend your nine months? Um. So it was like 22 countries total for this total we've been to because we've gone to a lot we've done a lot of traveling before it was like 56 fish Mm -hmm. i think it's about 56 countries now total that's amazing oh my god so and a lot of that was in the past 10 years that we've been married over that over consistently over that time so so we started in europe for this trip um in portugal spent about five days there and then we kind of split apart this is very important too for people traveling or considering this we did slow travel and fast travel and by far continuing forward because we are going to continue traveling in our life. We will do yeah. slow travel more. You get more, it's more enriching. You don't feel so rushed. And it's a lot and, cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper and you're not living out of a suitcase, which can get very exhausting. <laughs> always having yeah. to unpack, pack, unpack, pack. Um, but yeah, we did Europe and then made our way um, kind of through Europe and then went to uh, Southeast Asia. And then we went to Philippines, then Australia for New Year's. So, oh, so hey. <laughs> Sydney, right? Did you get to Sydney? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we did Sydney and then we drove um, with a couple that we had met. This is very random, but we met a couple through kind of a common friend that was doing the same thing we were doing from Columbus, Ohio. We had never met them before. They went to Ohio State also and they were no our way. Yeah. And we met them in Malaysia for the first time. And then we went and did New Year's with them. Uh, we did Philippines and New Year's. We traveled two, yeah. two months with Talk them. Talk about meant to be. <laughs> yeah. We met oh, up with wow. them for one That's month, amazing. traveled with them, split up for a month. And then we met back up with them and traveled again for a month. So. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it was awesome. awesome. We did the road that trip awesome. up north um, in Australia and then did with Sundays for a couple days, then flew to Melbourne, saw a couple friends. So throughout the journey, we were seeing friends that lived in different parts of the world that we'd met in the last 10 years of our yeah. travels um, and then made our way back through um, in, or, uh, Japan. Yeah, Japan for a month and then Europe. Oh, losing track. It's <laughs> yeah. hard to keep yeah. it all together. We did like a, a week, a quick week in India, which I want to go forth and do more now. Um, and then we did Europe again and then home. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So um, I think you made a great point when you said that if you've never traveled internationally, you should definitely try to at least, you know, maybe do like a couple of trips here and there. Get your feet wet before you decide to go on on uh, this journey. In my experience, meaning my experience, uh, friends, whenever we talk about travel, it feels overwhelming because again, mm -hmm. it's on a much bigger scale, obviously, and there's so many yeah. different things that you have to factor in. Um, so a lot of people will like consider consider using a travel agent because it's like mm -hmm. you know multi cities and like you know what are the rules, what you can take, what you cannot take, and all those things. So how did you organize yourselves around that? Did you like book everything mm -hmm. yourselves or did you, did you have a resource to help you plan all of that? Yeah. So we, did. we, we basically, <laughs> yeah, we did everything, but um, again, traveling ahead of time for one to two weeks stints um, before doing something big like this is pretty advisable. So you get a hang of it. But for this trip in partic particular, we were at most, we only had about two months really planned out at a time. Um, and we got down to as close as like literally two days. Okay. We didn't know what we were doing in so, two days. Yeah. So oh my it, goodness. It kind of gets to be, I think what, like what Alex is trying to explain is when you start traveling, it takes maybe six months to plan a two week trip that you're taking at the end of the year. Whereas yep. with us, we had that plan for the first two months. So we knew we were going to spend a month in Rome mm -hmm. and then we were going to see some friends in Bulgaria and that was planned out great. And then after that, we kind of had to, when we got to the end of Rome, think, oh, where are we going to go after that, though? So we had to start kind of planning while we experienced things. So it was just very much um, different from a vacation. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest yeah. advice I've seen, too, from other people that have done something like this is do not plan too far ahead in advance. Mm -hmm. um, our original plan, we were going to come home for Christmas, but then we decided not to do that because our plan changed on when we were eventually coming home uh, because okay. for for other plans like a wedding and everything. And we were in Southeast Asia, which is an expensive flight home. Yeah, so. and a long flight home. So we figured it would be worthwhile since we were coming home at a different time to not come home for Christmas. Yeah, but, so um, gotcha. nice to have flexibility. Yes, yeah, for so sure. Also, for we sure. wouldn't have been able to meet up with that couple too and travel with them for a little bit of time if uh, we weren't as flexible like that. So yeah, again, right. don't plan any more than like a month or two out at a time, two months, I'd say at most. Get a yeah. rough structure and then it's where just you want to go and then just fill feel. in the blank, I guess, as you go. Mm -hmm. Do but, either of you speak another language? Un poco espanol. We've been learning <laughs> Spanish. Ah, 
learning Spanish. Bueno. But, um, we actually went to zero Spanish country. Actually, went to Madrid for one day, and that's it. Planning on doing Central America and South America yeah. for the next big stint. Yeah, so. that's that'll probably be our next thing. Is a lot of Mexico and Central America. Uh, Central America. Hopefully, Duolingo helps us out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so then that's actually a nice segue to my next question is, uh, so obviously language barriers can be very challenging when you're traveling internationally. So then how, how did you do it? Did you did you have like an app? Because I know like they now have like apps where you can, you know, say what you're trying to say and then it'll translate into the language and then you can just like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, use the phone and yeah. the person can listen through there. Yeah. How, how did you manage that? Or like, how did you organize yourself around that? Was it challenging or no? It's... It it's, it's not nearly easier. as bad as you think. Yeah, it's gotten much better. If you're in some touristy area. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Or um, just, I, I would say over the past 10, 12 years that we have been traveling, it's incredibly noticeable how much everybody English. speaks English, everybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. which, for the most part. But I think the big thing is too, in other cultures, and I've heard um, like negative um, opinions of France, for instance, and I, I think the biggest thing is go in there respecting their culture and their language so we always try to learn you know the basics yeah, hello basics. goodbye thank you yes no and it makes such a big difference when you just approach someone with their language even if you butcher it at least they know you're trying yes mm -hmm. so yes. we would do that with everywhere we'd go and then also yep. sorry <laughs> no <laughs> you're okay you're okay i'm glad you say that because um i get similar questions too and um, so Nick and I went to um, Tunisia to visit my father this past December, and we made a stop in France, Paris, and that was actually his first time there. And um, I think in his mind, he was curious to hear, like, or to feel that because he had heard that before that, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. French people, they're the worst. They're ignorant, yeah. they're rude. I'm like, no, they are not. No. And I exactly no. said the same thing. It's like when you approach someone and you are actually like, open Making to learning about the culture or even trying mm -hmm. like you said and like it's it's so awesome like when they see that you don't speak their language but you're trying they'll mm -hmm. go straight to english and they'll start talking yeah. to you like oh no it's okay like they'll be even more welcoming so right yeah. so it's like you have to be yourself open to um the new environment the new culture that you're in so then they mm -hmm. can feel um they can feel like you're trying exactly what you said you couldn't have said yeah. that any better so I agree I th Agree. thank you yeah I think that's the big <laughs> difference between being a tourist and being a traveler is you know you want to learn about these people's culture you don't want to just go somewhere and get the McDonald's which I mean okay yes. McDonald's has different foods somewhere every country but <laughs> and we may have done that, so. <laughs> <laughs> but we like to try the local food learn some of the local languages go we love museums yeah. we're museum people but we yeah. also love a good beach so we, I feel like we get the best of both worlds. Yeah, we like That's a little awesome. bit of everything. Can I ask, this is going to be a really difficult question, so take some time Ooh. if you need to and we can answer at the end if you need it, but top of your brain, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say favourite place you've been? Uh, favourite city? this is going to be a question. <laughs> <laughs> Still kind of. Right, okay, so I'll start and yeah. you can give yours. Yeah. Mine, my favourite place is... Turkey, I always say that all the time. It's just so much history there. You, people don't realize that. So like Greek and Roman ruins, it's littered with Greek and Roman ruins, probably more so that you can see and touch and walk through than wow. Rome or Greece itself. And then um, on top of that, there's so much natural stuff to see 
too. Um, so like there's a lot of really unique geological features and parks and stuff that you can do in the center of the country. And then I love that. you don't realize this at first, but the entire coastline is the Mediterranean coast. And it's mm -hmm. basically almost exactly the same as Greece. And the people are the nicest people oh my you've goodness. ever met in your entire Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. I spent my birthday there this, they, on this journey, and we met a yeah. family that invited us over. We still follow them on Instagram. They're very supportive. They tell us, come over and get dinner with yeah. us. And stay they would let us stay in Istanbul with them, no problem. Just yeah. from like oh I mean, sharing an afternoon. And the first time we went there, too, a similar thing happened, too, where we made friends with some people that were uh, working mm -hmm. at the hotel there, too, and stayed out late with them one night. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's yours. Yeah. Mine, oh, it's so difficult because I feel like it's hard. We usually, if people ask us this question, we'll answer by region, like by like Europe, Southeast Asia, um, that kind of thing. But like what comes to mind immediately, I, I suppose, because I, I feel like I give this answer a lot, but Malaysia, mm -hmm. because it's an unexpected answer. Um, we went to Kuala Lumpur the first time we visited um, a few years ago. And then most recently, we went to an island called Penang, mm -hmm. which, I if you love Penang. street art, it is the street art capital of the world, one of them. Um, if you love food, <laughs> there are food from three or four different cultures. We love mm -hmm. that. Um, Indonesian, Singaporean, Malaysian, and the people are friendly. There's so much to do. Um, it's basically like the melting pot of Southeast Asia mm -hmm. because all of the different types of cultures and people from Southeast Asia basically went there. And then yeah. it's also very, very English speaking too, because it used to be mm -hmm. a uh, English colony. So there's a lot of yes. colonial architecture and stuff too, and a lot of buildings and Kuala Lumpur itself is very modern too. Yeah. A lot of modern. That's awesome. yeah. I feel like that's that really cool. Yeah. yeah. So that is a very over or underrated place. I yeah. Think people that haven't, people that haven't taken the long flight and gone to Southeast Asia don't realize um, I feel like if you haven't been to a, a country, you might think of it as a third world country. You're like, oh, how advanced is it? Oh, Kuala Lumpur was full of sky rises. I mean, it's it's very modern. But then if you want to mm -hmm. go out, they've if, got highlands and hiking. If and, you've seen the Petronas Towers, that's uh, mm -hmm. Kuala Lumpur. The so Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. So I would yeah. recommend Malaysia as a good first intro into Southeast Asia because it's very English speaking. It's very cheap and people are very friendly too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. there's a lot of good things to do and see there of all different types. We may, um, Nick and I may reach out to you guys when we're ready to do our Asia trip. So oh, he's do. half Korean. Yeah, he's half Korean. He's never been to Korea. Uh, his mother has never been, well, not never. She was born in Korea and she um, was adopted by an American family. So at a very young age, she moved out here. And so um, she's never been back since then, since she was super, super young. And so mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we need to take her and Nick, obviously, and the kids. So mm -hmm. it's going to be like a huge family uh, vacation. Um, but we're definitely wanting to like hop around in that area while we're there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we're we're considering which countries. Like we're like, okay, which ones make the most sense to make the most of our time there, right? So right, I'll exactly. be I'll be in contact. Please I'll do. be in contact. <laughs> we love talking <laughs> travel. <laughs> I know. So did either of you have any? travel in your careers before traveling or and do um, you see travel as a potential career in the future I guess is where I'm going with this 
So my last job before I left was traveling and it was right when COVID hit funny enough or not funny enough. Um, <laughs> I worked with a medical company and I was an application specialist. So I was traveling around to all the different hospitals around the country while COVID was going on. Mm. Um, and I was training their technologists how to work on CAT scanners with our software. So it was very eye-opening during that time. But I also showed me because I would work every Monday through Friday or Saturday through Thursday and I was living in hotels. So it kind of got me prepared for long-term hotel life because I did that job for about three years. Mm -hmm. And I worked as an automotive engineer. So I occasionally got to travel around. I would go um, out to California a lot or um, either to Canada or sometimes Mexico for different things, but Mm -hmm. not a whole bunch, but um, it wasn't like a, a core thing of my job necessarily so yeah and do you have interest in um you know like helping people plan their trips or do you find it very personal like it's it would be difficult to do for others because like obviously for the two of you you both said that you're into like geography and museums and mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. local culture and I think for some I mean I haven't done nine months away but I well other than moving <laughs> but, but um the longest I did travel wise was three and a half and that was long that felt long oh that's that's um, long for Americans that's anything over two weeks I feel like is long yeah, for Americans yeah um, sadly busy, but yeah so back on yeah uh, we would get you know like 10 weeks off over our summer so I would typically travel during that um so I spent a lot of time in in Europe and a lot of time here in the states when I before I'd moved mm. here um but it's difficult to try and um, first of all encourage others, but then uh, plan it for others because I know what I want to do. I know typically what I'll mm-hmm. enjoy, and then to your point, like having some flexibility, that is that is very difficult for some people to, yeah. to be able to leave and not have a an end date necessarily. So, yeah, talk me through that a little bit. Like, what's your thoughts behind? I love helping people travel. Um, The thing is, I, I, you know, we've been basically just doing it for free just because we love talking travel and I'm always happy. I've had some people in my DMS on Instagram ask us, you know, what itinerary would you suggest for seven days in Morocco? And, Oh yeah, we've been, I'll let you know. Yeah. We definitely encourage (laughs) any uh, messages or comments on our stuff to like ask questions about anything in particular too. So then what is Yep. Yeah, give us a plug of your your accounts together because I know you've started a travel one together. Oh yeah, so it's Alex and Kate travel. Alex and Kate just, travel. Yeah. Just spelled out the words <laughs> Alex and Kate K A T E travel. So good. Yeah. I was even gonna ask you. I was gonna like now that you're back, like well, are you still gonna be active on the account or are you just so now yeah, you're think- back in Columbus, right? So. I, we plan to be probably more um, helping, giving advice and everything um, or, or potential like itineraries and stuff like that uh, based yeah. on what we found out and yeah. from our travel, not I mean, just yeah, from but, this nine months, but from over 10 years too. I was yeah, just going to say you like got lost... 10 years of content here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say there was like a lost few months there though, where we also didn't include on our stories. Um, we've been putting every country has a little highlight bubble on our Instagram, so you can kind of just go to that bubble if you want ideas of that country. Yeah, shows everything that we did there. So we have a lot of catch up work to do too. (laughs) So you would think like you you would be bored maybe traveling that long, but like Mm -hmm. we were our days were like completely filled to every day. It was difficult to catch up with like stuff. So we still have a lot more (laughs) stuff coming out 
especially yeah, on for sure stories and other content too. there's there's quite a difference between that. traveling for two weeks and traveling for nine months or more oh yeah <laughs> it's a very different aspect like that's why I compared you know the vacation to the journey but it's it's well worth it I think you'll learn a lot about each other <laughs> oh I mean yeah. I feel like we've now had 50 years of marriage <laughs> yes. <Within> <laughs> yeah I mean you can't hold a grudge when it's them or uh, them oh, for the no. next I've been on some night walks. Yeah, if you can survive survive nine months traveling together, then you can survive forever. So, yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. I love that. I mean, just to make it fun, like, (laughs) actually, just to make it fun, like, do you have any advice for couples traveling together for an extended period of time? I said night walks. I, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. Don't don't be afraid to do things separately because um you will have to have some time apart from each other, and that's not a right. that's not a problem. It's no, just like, yeah. You literally anybody you can't be next to the same person for twenty four hours a day. Like right, it's sure. just not. And Alex and I have very different personalities, yeah. so he kind of does enjoy having downtime every now and then. And for some <laughs> reason, I'm just an energizer bunny, and I want to keep go go going. <laughs> so I had a couple of times on the trip where I took a day trip by myself, and he stayed at the hotel or, or stayed like, at the city. I want to go to a museum, and she doesn't want to see that, or she wants to go to a different one. We'll just mm-hmm. split up and go to a different museum. That's Couple not that's not a problem. You have to be. <laughs> independent enough to do something like this where like you both go do something else too she even went like when we were in Vietnam she went on a whole day trip by herself and I just wanted to like chill and not do anything because we were (laughs) or actually do some more planning and laying some track in front of us yeah uh, planning wise so I also had a very like probably the best 26 dollar gel manicure gel pedicure massage in Vietnam of my life I saw that no, real. I, I saw that. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And that was one of the nights where we just kind of, you know, you're together for so long and you just have to have some time apart and it's perfectly fine and normal. So he walked yeah. back to it's the It's encouraged. Hotel. It's yeah. encouraged. So yeah. don't feel yeah. like you have to. Mm. And I feel like uh, this applies to like even, you know, day-to-day lives, you know, it's. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy to have separate hobbies. It's yeah, healthy you to, know, you know, yeah. Person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was also on a kick of, I was on a kick of getting my steps in since I wasn't able to work out as much when we're moving hotels or, or, you know, Airbnbs every couple of days. So I was making sure to get my steps in every day. So I would go on some walks by myself and just kind of walk around the city. And he was perfectly fine with that. As long as the places we were at were safe, which, yeah, I mean, to say that I felt safe everywhere where we were. So. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. I think that comes with experience Um, as well, though. So to your point, you know, travel alone. I mean, even if it's within the U.S. initially, take a flight Mm -hmm. by yourself. The amount of people that haven't flown by themselves or stayed for a night or even we had had a gal on the podcast when we first started and she, you know, helps solo travellers and she Mm -hmm. even said, take yourself out for a meal before you travel alone. Mm -hmm. Take yourself out for a meal and be comfortable Mm -hmm. being by yourself for a few hours. And that was so it stuck with me because... You know, I thought well, that was, does that? Like, yeah, that was her job. Basically, she had to travel mm-hmm. by herself for a lot uh, for those a couple years. years before we mm-hmm. left, too. So she was a pro at it. And yeah. I, I, I mean, that's the kind of thing, too. You'll know if you're the type of person that would love this type of journey, because I enjoyed even getting to know small town America. I would, mm-hmm. you know, look up places to go restaurants they recommended locally. Um, and if you just really enjoy getting to know a place that you've never heard of before, like this might yeah. be for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Oh Making those connections around okay, the world. Okay, so, so safe to say, 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It, it, and I feel like it, it's just so amazing how you said that you met so many people throughout your travels yeah, that you're still connected with today. It's like not only are you yeah. getting to see the world, but you're making new friends, new connections. That's just incredible. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, and to that also a little plug here for Bumble. Um, I use the app Bumble BFF because while Alex is fine, um, you know, having a little bit less social interaction than I am, I really miss my female, you know, friends and everything from back home. Um, I mean, female, I just miss friendship in general. And while, you know, I love my husband so much, he is just this one person. So I really yeah. was craving meeting new people and, and having friends. So I used that app and we actually met up with a couple of people um, in a couple of the places we went. So, and now we have that's connections. Awesome. That's so awesome. Great. That is it's awesome. so great. And this is um, just another reason why we need to, like social media can get such a bad rap, but I swear to God, I would mm -hmm. not have, I mean, Kate, yeah. I met you through social media, you know, and oh, then yeah. it was a beauty boost event and so on. Yeah. But, Social media is just so amazing, isn't it? And and apps yeah. like that that bring people together in a safe way. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah, we, have, we have a lot of friends too that we've met like on trips and tours that we've again, like you mentioned in Australia, or she mentioned in Australia, we mm -hmm. stayed with them and everything, and they were very. Uh, they couldn't wait to see us because it's been years since before COVID that we saw them last. So uh, it was mm -hmm. it was a great experience to get to see them and everything too, uh, okay. and hang out awesome. with them and have some quality time oh. with them too. Yeah. I, I keep say, watching your, yep, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say, I will say for people saying like, oh, why are you only international traveling? Cause we get that question a lot too, because us is a huge country. It's, there's just something about um, going to a place that you've never seen before or heard of before or have misconceptions of that you realize is so different. And just taking in that culture, it's, so uh, it's yeah. a whole nother level getting completely out of your comfort zone yes so a, a lot of the places that we went were like very much out of our comfort zone mm -hmm. so. <laughs> even for like seasoned travelers yeah. travelers so um yeah, yeah. and I also mean, i think I... our opinion is too we're more or less saving the u.s for later on when mm -hmm. it's more difficult to travel too so we can do something like a rv around the entire u.s or something like mm -hmm. that so mm. right, right. We definitely yes. want to do that at some point too. So mm -hmm. if I have if I had like a, a content recommendation that I think would be so valuable, um, especially like for anybody that's also thinking about like doing like an Euro trip, for example, again, or even just traveling to a brand new country, it's uh you guys' perspective on um the healthcare system and um being um feeling safe knowing where to go if you felt unsafe or I don't know I don't know if that makes sense like I remember like the the traveler um the solo traveler that we talked with uh she had recommended some apps and like uh, registering with the embassies wherever you go like things like that that I feel like would be so insightful especially because again you've hopped around so much that I'm pretty sure that they vary in in, in different ways so that would be interesting. I would be a lot curious on you guys' perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for safety, what you were mentioning, I believe it's called the STEP program um, for the U.S., at least where you can enter all the countries that you go. I will admit mm -hmm. we didn't do it for this journey, but we have in the past done it for other countries. Okay. Um, but I believe that is probably an experience thing, too, um, if you're going to maybe one or two. But we were just going to so many that so many, yeah. kind of got mm -hmm. yeah, forgotten a little bit. Yeah. Um, one thing. Make well for like a cell phone plan. If you have cell phone, um, 
Ax, uh, SIM card or something I would recommend getting. You can either get a SIM card or use your existing uh, plan. We were able to use our okay. existing plan. We had T-Mobile, which we'd recommend if you go for a long period of time. Technically, you're not supposed to have it overseas for nine months, but yeah. we kind of tried to <laughs> push the limits we, of it uh, and it worked. Yeah. So. We did airplane mode every now and yes. then, but it um, worked but well. Technically, we were able to have unlimited data internationally at no extra cost nice. for that through yeah. a T-Mobile Magenta Max, Magenta Max plan yeah, is what it is. Other people have used Google Google, Google Fi, mm -hmm. but have gotten kicked off okay. of that after a couple months. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. So mm -hmm. having something like that where you can call where, whenever emergency line mm -hmm. if you want, um, making sure you know what the emergency lines are if, if yeah, possible. Right. Um, They're not always 911. Usually if you ask. Yeah. But if fun you, fact for you, know, you here, 911 actually works universally, although it is not the local code. Well, there you go. Oh, you know, I always wondered that, but that mm. is good. Because yeah, it's in all yeah, the movies. I, I know that. Because in Australia, it's triple zero. But if mm, they call, yeah. if anyone presses 911, it still calls. It still goes. Ah, oh, well, look at America just setting the precedence. I know. You guys bloody own Hollywood. That's why. <laughs> so there we go. You know so, what? That was, well, that's a good fact in itself. Like stuff like this. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's hundreds and that's a lot of money there, potentially thousands for of sure. dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for, for sure. like uh, health, well, first of all, um, if you're saying an Airbnb, they always have like, usually in the booklet or whatever, they'll have emergency numbers or contact information and everything too that you need. Um, it, if they do, you know, that's a good host. And, <laughs> and ask your host too. Feel free to like um, message them a lot. We stay at a lot of Airbnbs, especially like on our long-term stays or month-long stays. Um, okay. Hot tip: If you stay for over a month, uh, typically you can find stays for like less than half the daily About price. So that's that's the way to go for long-term yeah. stays, and that's how you cut down your costs. And then sometimes we'll ask if they are able to give any other kind of discount. So if they're not able to fill their Airbnb for the time we're there, we'll do it last minute right. or something. Yeah, so. sometimes they'll do that. So so never but, hurts to ask. Yeah, for. That's healthcare awesome. for healthcare to um our main thing was uh outside the US healthcare is extremely cheap compared to the US yeah. so you can buy um healthcare plans that work wherever in the world basically it's more of a if you do any health if you have any healthcare spending while you're there um um, they'll reimburse you up to a certain amount. So say a deductible. Um, but because yeah. we were younger, we did have a higher deductible. Yeah. So we it, knew that if we okay. were going to have anything major, it, we were going to pay. Yeah. But it's <laughs> more of like, a, if anything, if shit hits the fan, basically, then we have yeah. a plan that will work yeah. anywhere in the world. Um, yeah. And ironically, um, the, the plans that you can buy internationally come in two different types. One is all around the world without the U.S. and then one is all around the world with the U.S. and mm -hmm. I'll let you guess which one is like twice same. as much. Yeah, oh, it almost oh, cost okay. my parents the same in health insurance yeah. as it does for flights. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. It's so insane. like it's it insane how much if you don't yeah. include the U.S. Mm -hmm. it's it's not that much, especially if you do like a super high deductible. That's insane. Considering <laughs> that healthcare costs, if say if you needed to go to the hospital or something. If, it's like a hundred mm -hmm. bucks or something or 200 bucks, especially like Malaysia, mm. like we recommended yeah. the help. There's retirees that go there and live there just because they pay out of pocket for yeah. healthcare costs, like a hundred dollars wow. for if you break your arm or something like that, it's, mm. it's crazy cheap. So. And I think that's another thing too, as a, as kind of an educational thing with experience and traveling, 
Um, because we knew we had that high deductible, we, we, you know, thankfully didn't have to go to the hospital during this nine month stint, but mm-hmm. we, I did get really, really sick in Malta, um, for about nine days. I was like bedridden. So I exactly. knew, Oh, wow. Um, it was, we think it might've been some sort of like a food poison or not food poisoning. It was like a, I don't even know, rotavirus or norovirus. There was something bad going on. And I won't even tell you the symptoms okay. because they were all very bad. But the least of them was I had a fever <sighs> off and on for four days. That was like a hundred. Oh my gosh. So Ooh. I run high fevers, but yeah, just kind of knowing though that, okay, I'm going to go to the hospital and they're just going to give me saline, IV fluids, and maybe some ibuprofen and send me home with a very large bill. So I looked up reviews. I always yeah. Google look up reviews of places and hospitals. And based on that, um, there luckily is, if you go to a pharmacy in a lot of places in Europe, at least they have doctors there that you can see mm-hmm. kind of like an urgent care here. And it's way cheaper. I think it was like only, 10 bucks. Yeah, it was like $10. Yeah. It was so cheap for just a visit for him to like give me peace of mind or, or offer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy cheap. it's uh, definitely pays to look into the healthcare system in places you're going mm-hmm. if something were to go wrong. Yeah. For sure. And a lot of the places too, sure. that healthcare is as good, if not better mm-hmm. than, so like Malaysia, it's basically on par with the U.S. Like, and everybody speaks English there too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not a, mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to be struggling to translate or something right. like that. And even the ones that you do, I think the hardest place we went to was Japan and they had yeah. those little translators and they're very happy yes. to translate with yeah. you. So it's, yep. it's definitely yeah. not, it, it shouldn't be as, um, anxiety inducing to go to those countries it can be a little bit at the start but Mm -hmm. once you get there and you see how everybody just wants to get along you know yeah most people (laughs) are just like us you know everybody just wants to and we're very fortunate to live in a time too where traveling can be very easy so like not only flying planes but also planning it out and booking things from across the world um Mm -hmm. i can't imagine doing it 20 years ago no, so yeah. 30, even 30 40 years ago having mm-hmm. to bring travel like the, the advancement of technology oh yeah. yeah yeah and now we basically <laughs> are like cashless too people ask like how much cash do you bring like a lot of like especially through europe we didn't even use cash at all like Barely. it's 100 yeah. percent card mm-hmm. contact uh mm-hmm. contactless payments and everything so and too if you get into this um credit card points airlines hotels there's so many things that you can get into like the the travel hacking we kind of have gotten into that a little bit but that's another goal that's what we're going to share more on our uh, account too is (laughs) now that we're studying a little bit giving a lot more advice switching more to advice on how we did it we'll probably keep a keep a balance we like to have it be educational but also we know some people just want to see the fun places we go so Mm -hmm. we'll do a little bit of both that's awesome so one last question here because i mean we're almost an hour and I feel like I could talk to you for hours and Fine. hours. Oh, you guys are coming back. We'll do a part two later if you want. <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> have us back. We'd yeah. Like back. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yes. Um, now that you're back, do you feel like, oh my gosh, oh, it's such a relief to be back from uh, back home for a little bit, have a little bit of stability? Or are you like, oh my gosh, I'm itching again. Let's start planning our next uh, next journey. Like, how do you feel? <laughs> I'll let you answer first. Um, I have mixed feelings. I, I, it's great to be back to see family and friends and everything mm-hmm. and uh, just relax for a little bit because we've been like go, go, go nonstop for literally like nine months for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and yeah, it's 
but I'm also looking forward and we're making plans for what we're going to do in the future too for say more long-term travel we'll definitely do some more in the future definitely very bittersweet I feel I think it was maybe even a weekend to us being back and I looked at Alex and I said do you kind of miss traveling? And he's like, yeah, because <laughs> every day is niche. You're, you're doing something new every day and it's so fun. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of newness to it. But then, like you said, it can get exhausting. So. I think it's good to have a break to to like step back and reflect on what you did, because if mm. you're doing it nonstop for, say, a year or even two or three straight, like some people do. You just yeah. get jaded to the fact that you're doing literally something new every single day, I think, almost. Yeah, I think the thing of it was, it's kind of like when you go somewhere like Italy and you see all the churches and yeah. you get churched out. Yeah, or you get churched out. you go to Cambodia see. and you see all these ruins and then you get ruined out. And that's kind of, I feel like everything, because it was so new to us every day, we got a little bit like, oh, another church. Oh, this is a cool ruins, but like, it's, it's not like the other, you know, it's not like Seam Reef when Anchor Wat, like it was kind of hard and you don't want to feel that way. But you take a step back and pause and now, and then you're like, wow, that was insane. Like we saw that every single day. Yeah. It's so, honestly, I tell her this all the time. It's uh, like, we've lived more in the last nine months than most people do like in a lifetime with all the crazy stuff. Yeah. It's we're very so it's well worth it. It's I, I highly recommend it just for that mm-hmm. fact alone. Um, yeah, it's it's worth doing. And coming back, I mean, as we said before, we missed our dog Capri so yeah. much, and our family and our friends. It's been really great to see all of them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been doing a little tour around just seeing everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and being oh a tourist gosh. in your own town is so valuable as yeah. well because there's great things to see here as well. You just like you say, you get used to it. You live here. You're bored of it. It's day in day out. You can drive it. You know. <laughs> To come back with a new perspective and you know you're a different person so yeah absolutely oh you know what to you guys for doing it so many people i'm sure think about it and say they're going to say they're going to and never do mm-hmm. yeah. to be here yeah. with you guys who have actually done it and then now are helping others to do it as well mm-hmm. it's just it's inspiring it really is thank you yeah. very inspiring yeah, yeah. If we can really just reach even just a couple people to show them how attainable and enriching travel actually is, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of take a step out of your comfort zone and you might get hooked like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't thank you enough for sharing all of the tips. And it's just amazing. Like, I wish I could be like a little bee and follow you around. Like, <laughs> again, <laughs> folks, you have to go on their Instagram. Yes. Um, you have to look at all the reels. You will get inspired. So if you've ever thought about traveling, I feel like that's such a great starting point. And obviously, like, you know, like Alex and Kate said, they're there to answer any questions that you have. Yeah, so absolutely. hopefully you all enjoyed mm-hmm. today's episode. Thank you, you two, for being here again. Um, again, part two in our future. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward so thanks to again it. For, <laughs> thanks for being here. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We really hope you enjoyed today's show. We release new episodes every Thursday, so make sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. You can find us on all the major platforms. While you're at it, help us spread the word. Tell a friend and leave us a rating on iTunes. Oh, and let's be Instagram besties too. Follow us at underscore the unscripted podcast and let's connect. Until Until next time. time.